Peak Wealth Management proudly presents the Trust the Plan podcast with Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot, where we believe by providing education and guidance, we can help you retire with peak confidence. Now, here are your certified financial planners, Nick and Jim. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 206 of the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick Hopwood. And I'm Jim Pilot. And we're excited to have you here. We got a great episode in store for you. But first, got a couple of weeks till Christmas. Yeah. Any big plans coming up? Just got to get going on the Christmas shopping. Feeling a little behind, but uh, it'll get there. How about you? Well, like last week, we talked about the CFO and COO. Yeah. COO <laughs> is in charge of Christmas. <laughs> nice. So I don't have to do too much. Okay. I'm not good at it either. I'm just, no. you know, it's one of my weak, weak points. Yeah. It's not a strength of mine either. <laughs> I think this year for the office, we're going to do a little white elephant action. Ah, there you go. Mix it up. That's right. Should be fun. Remember the episode in the office when they did the uh, gift exchange? And they're supposed to like buy a gift for like $25 or less. Uh huh. And then, of course, Michael throws in an iPod, which is worth 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So everyone, whenever it's your turn, you're just like, give me the iPod. Yeah. And it was like... <laughs> because stealing it. Yeah. Every, yeah. Of course, that's what you're going to do, right? <laughs> right. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll report back in a few yeah. weeks on on the gift exchange here. I know you're excited for it. Definitely. So this week, what are we talking about? <clears throat> and this week's about a Ramsey article. Our good friend Dave Ramsey is always uh, putting out a lot of information, but he put out one recently that talked about uh, how he thinks uh, people that use a 4% withdrawal rate uh, are crazy. They need to be he go all the way up to 8% withdrawal rate and be okay. Are you picking on Dave again? <laughs> I just don't know that I, uh, I like Dave. I like a lot of what Dave says, honestly, but sometimes I, I, he takes certain things and pushes a little too far, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think that in terms of budgeting and getting out of debt, mm -hmm. there's nobody better. Yeah, does he, a great job. The, yeah, the math, the motivation, mm -hmm. very, very good from Dave. Yeah, very inspiring important. people to get inspiring. on track and do, yeah, do the right thing. Yeah, and you know the, the whole church network of having you know, education yep. across the country, you know, great job. Definitely. But this is, this is out, out of the park crazy, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't, that's, uh, it jumped on my radar as being that too. Yeah, so here's why, okay. He says, hey, if the market makes 12%, which mm -hmm. is long-term averages with dividends and everything, then why can't you take out eight? Right. Still why should you only take four, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, at, at face value, okay, but who has all their money invested in the S&P 500? Yeah, that's a really aggressive portfolio. Yeah, it and is. And most people, when they're at the point of needing money out of retirement accounts, don't feel like being aggressive. That's exactly the point. Mm -hmm. So if you talk to people about risk, you know, when they're younger, they might be comfortable having the money all in stocks. But when they're retirement age, mm -hmm. you know, it's... Uh, it's a it's a stretch to say I want to be 100% equity. I would just never see it ever. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that at all. I said people all the time who are approaching retirement age, and I'm talking like 10 years out, are already saying when should we get more conservative? Like the thought, you know, it changes your thought of money when you when you leave the accumulation phase and start and enter the distribution phase. When you need to start living on it, it feels a lot different when you see it go down. I mean, also, right? Dave is just on the radio, right? And he mm -hmm. talks to people, but he's not a financial advisor, right? Right. I mean, that's all there is to it. Right. He doesn't see the stuff that we see. 
And he, like him as an individual, right? I don't know how, is he a billionaire? I don't know. Like mm-hmm. he's really rich. Yeah. He has a lot of money. Right. He doesn't have to worry about it. Right. Right. Like he, he has the great story of going from rags to riches to rags to riches twice. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the story that I think that we should lean on him for. Yeah. But not the withdrawal advice. Because let's talk about this for a minute. Okay. Yes, the S&P um, the last 10 years has made 12% on average. But nothing else has, nothing. Right. Okay, so if we look at the all country world at all country mm-hmm. world index, which again is 100% stock, mm-hmm. that 10 year number is 7.6% per year. Okay, you're including internationals, emerging markets, yeah, plus small caps and mid caps and so on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So way less. And then we have the U.S. aggregate bond index, which has made 1.2% per year for 10 years. Yeah, and that's the part of the portfolio that when people want to be safe, that's typically where they go is bonds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're bond slave, which we already mentioned, people want in their portfolio when they get older, it's only giving you one point. They just want less risk, right? Yeah. And that's the natural place to go. And the you know this one point two looks nasty, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you if you rewind three years, you know it was better, but still not, yeah. you know, probably like I'm just going to guess here and say. It was a couple percent better, maybe say three percent. Yeah. Whereas now it's one point two. That's because the last three years, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, the three year rolling number is minus five percent per year. In other mm-hmm. words, we lost fifteen percent or so in the last three years in the aggregate bond index. That means your income is coming in and the price is going down. So if you were um, hundred percent conservative. Um, we'll, we'll say conservative non-bank, but owning bonds, mm-hmm. not only are you taking out your 8%, but you're losing 5% on, as well. Now, if you have, if you start with a million, you have 550,000 left. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, no, maybe 650, 15% oh. plus 24. No, you have 600,000 left yeah. basically. So that's a really bad outcome. Okay. Yeah. And so I think Dave, I think if you pushed Dave though, he'd say, well, no, if you're going to be 100% in bonds, you can't take 8%. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would be reasonable. But then he would say, but you need to have stocks. Yeah. Right? He would try to convince you. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay too. You can have a conversation about how much mm-hmm. risk you want to take. But here's the, here's the balanced index over the last 10 years. And that is a 5.4% trailing 10-year return, mm-hmm. right? The stocks are, are above that and right. the bonds are way below and that's mm-hmm. the, the balanced index. You know, I feel like the next 10 years, uh, fixed income should do much better. Yeah, I would think that we're, we're well positioned to see better fixed income returns. Full disclosure, compliance, you know, <laughs> regulations, et cetera, et cetera, should do better than right. 1.2% per year. And the reason why we can say that is Current yields, you know, for a lot of these uh, bond funds and bond indexes are around 5%, mm-hmm. some more, some less. And so when we think forward five or 10 years, mm-hmm. generally speaking, the yield, the current yield is your 10, is your five year, 10 year total return. Right. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Right. But again, if you are hundred percent conservative in bonds, you shouldn't, think that you can take out 8%, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you can take out the dividend, right? Right. 
Yeah, I think the other thing with it, even if you are aggressive and you want to be all, all stock, right? It doesn't, you know, you have to acknowledge the sequence of returns as well. Yes. Meaning we have a year like we did in 2022 where stocks were down 20%. And then you go ahead and yank 8% out of that. You just took 8% off a much smaller number. It makes it really hard to start recovering from that. Yeah, that, that math, minus 20, then minus 8. Mm-hmm. So you have 720,000 left after that year and you started with a million. Right. Then you take well then you take 8% off a smaller number, mm-hmm. right? That's what like 57,000, okay? And who knows what that return is, okay? Mm-hmm. If it's nothing, okay? Right. Then now you're at like 670,000. Right. Okay, you start to get a little nervous. So you've lost, you know, 33% of your your portfolio in two years time but maybe maybe uh, okay so that takes you down to six hundred and seventy thousand and then maybe the market does make 20 percent the next year right it goes down 20 then up 20 that's mm-hmm. reasonable right mm-hmm. well because the withdrawals right you're making 20 percent on 670 that's like uh 10 percent is 67 67 i'm doing math live here on the podcast <laughs> so you earn one hundred and thirty-four thousand on your 670 which means that you have about 700,000 left. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's 800,000. Remind me not to do math on yeah, the podcast anymore. Yeah, up our math equations. Yeah, where's my calculator? <laughs> <laughs> so you're still, right, you go down 20, up 20. First of all, it's not the same, right? Yeah. And you're making your 8% withdrawals. You're, you're still down 200,000. Dave, help me. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good situation, and that's what—that's the first thing I thought about. That is, people who who use a more generous withdrawal rate, they don't account for for bad years. They think every year you're going to consistently get this much, and if you did, well, then that's great. Then it does work. But but you don't. You don't. And that's the only thing we know from history, right? Is that you're not going to get the same consistent return every year. That's right. So if you are thinking about retirement, or you're retired, and you are thinking about how much income is safe to generate from your portfolio. Right, we're retirement income experts. We're both CFPs. We have Preston as a CFP sitting back over there watching. We have a whole team where we can help analyze your situation and see, you know, if it makes sense for you to retire or keep working or, you know, whatever we have to do to reach your goals. So that will do it for episode 206, talking about Dave Ramsey withdrawal rates. Peak Wealth Management thanks you for watching and listening to the Trust the Plan podcast featuring certified financial planners Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot. If you enjoyed our program, please subscribe and share. If you'd like to learn more about our services, please visit peakwm.com, peakwm.com today. See you next week.